اعوذ باللہ من الشیطان الرجیم بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم لا الہ الا اللہ محمد الرسول اللہ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم I greet you my brothers and sisters with the universal greeting of peace the greeting that has been used by the messengers and the prophets of Allah Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Alhamdulillah, I'm alive today and so are you and that we are in the mosque and are in a space that we begin to focus only on our Creator. Mosque is a place of worship, it's a place of learning, it's a place of peace, it's a place of truth. When I was a younger child, when I was younger, the mosque was a place like of discipline. I didn't want to go there. I wanted to play with my friends. I would rather be somewhere else. But as an adult, I understand that the mosque is a place to find, to reconnect, to reconnect with your Creator. And that is the musalla too. You know, when I was little, when you see a musalla, mother's telling you, read your namaz. People are telling you, read the namaz. When you see the musalla, you think, ish, have to leave the TV, have to leave this world and the things that I'm interested in I have to get onto that musalla now when I see a prayer mat I see the doorway to peace the doorway to security see so shukar to Allah for giving me life and for giving us life and for giving us the opportunity to be in the masjid today that no matter what we have been guided to be here and we are here and we can learn truth I'm thankful for Molana Qasim Muhammad for giving me this opportunity to present my 135th Juma lecture, Shukr Alhamdulillah. And it is the third in our series. And so we are speaking about the worship of Allah, the importance of becoming aware of what exactly is the worship of Allah. Because Today is Friday and the Muslims are in the mosques and maybe if it's Saturday the Jews are in the synagogues and maybe Sunday the Christians are in the church and maybe the Hindus, I don't know when they do their thing. So maybe everybody thinks because we are in a place of worship, we are worshipping. The Christians may think on a Sunday they are worshipping and the Jews may think they are worshipping and maybe the Muslims may think they are worshipping because they are in a place of worship. But most of the people in the world worship. More than half the world worships either idols or human beings or they worship something. So worship by itself is not really the main thing because you can worship in error. And the Quran is that guidance that guides us to worship Allah. What does it mean to worship Allah? It doesn't mean that you're sitting in a place of worship and you're doing the things that people do in that place of worship, that you are worshipping Allah. You could be no different from other people going to church, going to synagogue and going to temple. You're no different. You're sitting in a place, you think it's a place of worship. So you think you're here and you think you're worshipping. But are you really worshipping Allah? That is the question. That should be the most important thing to a Muslim. The worship of Allah. Not just worshipping. Get onto a prayer mat 
up and down, read this and read that and out you go. Worship is not about just doing something. I did it. I got into the musalla, I said the sana, I went through all the things that I'm supposed to read, I went through the postures, I put my hands on my knees, I came up again and I put my head on the fo on my forehead on the, fo on the ground and I went and I made salam and I made salam, now I worshipped Allah. See, that's doing something. But if you don't understand that you need to be a mu'min, a believer, a worshipper of Allah to offer the salah to Allah and that you're offering the salah to Allah is very important. It's not just about doing something. No, even recital of the Quran is not about starting from here and ending here and reading words in Arabic and you don't know what happened to the end because other people do different things in their places of worship but they don't really worship Allah. So the worship of Allah is very very important to a true believer. A, a, a believer can worship Allah and a non-believer can worship Allah and there's a difference in the quality and experience of worship if you're a believer and a non-believer. You understand that the worship of Allah is more than just reading things or reciting Arabic words that you don't understand or starving yourself in the month of Ramadan. The worship of Allah is the becoming conscious of Allah. And that is the muttaqeen. The Quran uses that word muttaqeen. Those that are among the conscious of Allah. To be aware of Allah and to experience uh, that awareness. To be aware and to experience. Peace, salam, is something that you experience. It's not something you think and it's not something you do. Love is not something that you think and something that you do. These are the attributes of Allah. As-Salam, Al-Wadud, Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim, Ar-Rauf, the affectionate, the compassionate, the merciful. <coughs> Being merciful is not something you think or you do. You know, the essences of Allah is experienced. It's something that you experience. Worship is an experience. You have an experience when you worship. If you're not having an experience when you're worshipping, you may be no different. You may be no different from the people that just are doing things and having no awareness and no experience. It is an experience of surrender, of submission. The Quran invites us to worship and worship is submission, to submit. If you are not submitting, if you are not surrendering, you are not worshipping. If people come in and they continue to be as they are in that mindset and in that way of thinking and in that way of interacting and they just do things, you haven't surrendered, you haven't submitted. Now, we are told in the glorious Quran that shaitan is an enemy avowed and shaitan doesn't want you to surrender and submit to Allah. This is why a lot of us have a difficulty worshipping Allah. This is why when we look at a mosque and we think, must we go in there? Ay, 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 ay. 
No, it's not Friday. Why must I go? It's not Friday. I'll go on a Friday once a week. Like it's so hard to come into a mosque, you know. When we look at a prayer mat, it's like, hey, now, you know, I have to make my salah again. Ay, ay, ay. What's that? That is the unwillingness to surrender. That is the unwillingness to submit. And that is shaitan. Allah tells us in the glorious Quran that either you worship Allah or you worship shaitan. There's not that you worship Allah but sometimes you follow shaitan. No. It's either you worship Allah or you worship shaitan. And to worship Allah means to surrender and to submit. What? Who we think we are. What we are interested in. Our sense of separation, like I am busy, I'm interested in television, I'm interested, and I'm not saying don't engage in the world, but what I'm saying is, if you are more focused on the world and if you don't surrender to Allah, if you don't submit to Allah, if you don't create a space in your mind and your heart for Allah to occupy, then shaitan is the one that's got you. And you can come in and you can do the postures and you can do the readings but if your mind hasn't been surrendered if you haven't opened your mind and if you haven't opened your heart for Allah to enter you haven't worshipped you haven't worshipped and shaitan likes to convince us that we're doing something very good kept all my fasts in Ramadan the Quran tells us that fasting is to develop taqwa not to go on a diet and not to starve yourself. We think, but I starved myself the whole month, I fasted. But there was no development of taqwa, closeness to Allah. There was no development of Oh, but I went to the mosque. But there was no development, spiritual development. There was no surrendering and no submission. We are to surrender and submit to Allah. We are to create a space in our minds that we can see truth. We are to create a space in our hearts that love can enter. If you don't surrender to Allah, you worship shaitan. Shaitan wants you to be distracted and disturbed. That's his job. That I'm so distracted. I've got so many things exciting to think about in the world. So, so things in the world are so special and somebody must love me and I must have more money and I must have a better job and how can I get a better car Shaitan is the one that distracts you with the things of this world that you think are so special and Shaitan is the one that disturbs you with the things of this world that you think is so bad I got sick, I'm sick, I got a disease oh I lost my job, oh I don't have money I got problems Shaitan will cause you to be more interested in yourself and in what's happening in the world trying to get you to feel good in this world and trying to get you to avoid feeling bad in this world to the point you forget about Allah that that is your Rabb your source, your sustainer, your supporter and your satisfier you forget that when you read Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen you are saying thee alone do we worship and thee alone do we turn to that we surrender and submit to Allah we create a space for truth to enter our minds and for our hearts to be purified Shaitan keeps you distracted and disturbed that when you see a mosque don't go in there 
When you see the musalla, don't get on it. Don't surrender. Don't submit. The Quran tells us, told you read the Quran, healing, it's a mercy. It says, say indeed, my Lord has guided me to the straight path of the deen, the way of Ibrahim, the Hanifa. That means the inclining to truth. And he was not among the associators. The beloved Prophet is being told by Jibreel to tell the people this. The Prophet never spoke from himself. He never said, I understand and I know what to do. He was given a message. He was told, you're not a guardian of the people. You are not a manager of the people. Just relay the message. And whatever he was told to say, he said, he never said, I want to save the world. I'm such a good leader. I've got ideas. Let me tell you, the Prophet had no self-importance at all. He was the best human being of creation, chosen to relay a message from our Creator to us. He's there. See? He was the most honorable and humble human being. And if you listen and read, you'll see it. He says, indeed, my Lord has guided me to the straight path of the deen. The deen is the way of Allah, the natural way. The way of Abraham, Milatu, the way of Abraham. Hanifa means the sincere inclining to truth. The one that is a true believer. And he was not among the associators. That means shirk is a very serious thing in Islam. Shirk. If you think anything or anybody, including you, is something that you can depend on or rely on other than Allah, that is shirk. If you think I rely on me, I don't have to surrender to Allah. I don't have to be alone do we worship, the alone do we turn to. I can go it alone. I don't need to turn to Allah. I don't need to invoke Allah. I don't need to worship Allah. I'll look after myself in this world. I've got a nice business. I'm very intelligent. Whatever it is. Or I've got somebody who's a good boss. He pays me. As long as he pays me. Whatever it is. I've got a man who looks after me. Whatever. If you rely upon anything created. And you do not recognize and rely upon the creator. You are committing shirk. It is the worst thing. What am I saying? It? If you read the Quran. It says who are the worst of creation? It says those who deny Allah among the people of the book and among the polytheists, they're the worst of creation. If a person does not acknowledge their creator and surrender to their creator and open their mind and open their heart to peace and love and to the caring of God, they're the worst of creation according to the Quran. The Quran also tells us the worst of creation are those that are dumb. They are deaf and dumb and they do not reason. When I'm talking to you, I'm reasoning with you. The worst of the people are those that are deaf and dumb and they do not reason. See, we are reasoning that there's the creator and the created. The created can't depend on itself. The created can't depend on other created. We can't have a relationship with each another thinking we'll make ourselves okay while Allah is looking after us and Allah is available to fulfill our desires. 
We can't live in this world denying Allah and thinking we'll depend on ourselves and each other. Reason. The worst of creatures are the people who are, you know, dumb and deaf. They're not hearing, they're not speaking, they're not reasoning. They're not engaging in truth. They're not inclined, they're not hanif. They're not inclining to truth. They want to live falsehood. The Quran also tells us the worst of creation are those who have eyes but they do not see and they have ears and they do not hear and they have hearts but they do not behold they are like cattle but then it goes on to say nay worse they worse they're worse than animals why for they are heedless that means they don't listen when you talk to them about things that are really important not interested you see, if you know somebody like that, Allah is talking about that person, that they are the worst of creation, they are not interested in learning about the Creator and inclining to truth and live the natural way. You see, human beings, Allah has created us and has given us an opportunity above the animals. The Quran says, if you read it you'll know, Allah has favored the children of Adam salam. that's you and I and given us gifts and favors not given to any other creation on the planet and has preferred us with a marked preference over other creation we are Allah's favorites that's what the Quran says we're favored now the thing is this do you want to live like an advanced animal or do you want to live like a believer who's more than an animal Animals can't speak, they can't hear, they can't reason. Animals can't be aware of the greatness of Allah. Animals can't worship Allah the way we can. We are not animals. We are above the animals. We can reason and we can worship and we can be guided to truth. But a lot of the human beings want to live like advanced animals. So you've got to ask yourself, are we advanced animals or are we spiritual human beings? When you live your life, are you living like an animal that is sophisticated, like, a, like an animal that can speak or an animal that can hear or an animal that can think? Are we living as animals, like cattle, nay worse, because we are heedless, or are we living as human beings that can recognize there is our Creator and our surrender and our submission is for Allah alone and we actually do it. You see, is it about like animals, you need food, so we find jobs so that we can get food instead of going to the wilderness and tear the beasts apart and eat of them. Are we like advanced animals that we are living our life all about food and sex and things of this world? Are we advanced animals or are we really the ones that can conceive of Allah and worship Allah? See, i rather be a spiritual human being that Allah designed me to worship Him, to know the truth, to understand truth. i rather be a human being that Allah created me instead of living as an advanced animal. Now, there are those of us who live like advanced animals. We used our minds to cheat to deceive, to rob, 
we use our brawl to rape and harm and hurt, we are not functioning like a real Allah-created favored human beings. And that, the Quran tells us, is because shaitan is an enemy avowed. That he will not leave any of us. None of us, not even me. Not the Mufti too. None of us. And that we are to remember Allah often. To worship Allah. See how important it is. The next verse says, Say indeed my prayers and my rights of worship, my life and my death are for the sake of Allah, Lord of all the worlds. The beloved prophet is telling to the people who never heard truth before these things. He's told to tell them, Indeed my prayers and my rights of worship, my life and my death are for the sake of Allah, Lord of all the worlds. See? He has no partner. And this way I have been instructed to follow. And I am first to submit. He's telling them Allah is guiding human beings back to him. To go beyond functioning as animals, advanced animals, and to actually wake up and become believers. Believers are not advanced animals. They recognize Allah. They recognize shaitan is an enemy. They surrender. They create time in the day to surrender to Allah. To open their minds to truth and to open their hearts to love. That's what believers are. The animals won't do that. The advanced animals won't do that. Shaitan makes us live at the level of animal, advanced animals. We stand on our hind feet. Most animals, they on the fours. We are on our hind feet. Most animals will eat from, if you've got a cat, will lick from the bowl, you'll pick up the bowl and drink it. Does, is that the difference between the animal kingdom and us? Is that the difference? Or human beings can be among those who actually worship Allah. Who actually wake up and realize that there really is only Allah. And the Prophet is saying, he's saying that I have been instructed to follow this way. And I am the first to submit. As he hears it, he is the first to submit. But the Prophet Muhammad was not the first Muslim. Early on in that verse, we are told that Ibrahim surrendered. And he was also a Muslim. Elsewhere in the Quran, we are told that Isa, the person known as Jesus, also surrendered. And submitted. And Musa salam, also surrendered and submitted. Now you and I can follow the way of Ibrahim salam, or not. We can be among the people who surrender and submit to Allah or not. This has got nothing to do with practicing Islam. Practicing Islam came after the beloved Prophet For those movements, Islam is the, is the favor of Allah of how to live in the world. If there wasn't Islam in the world, the world would be barbaric. We don't drink alcohol, we don't gamble, we don't behave badly, enjoy good, forbid evil, all because of Islam. The way of living in the world. But before you practice Islam, like I told you in the last you know, presentation I did here, do not say that you're a believer if you're a practicer of Islam. Iman must enter into your hearts. If Iman enters into your hearts, then you can say you're a believer. Because you can practice Islam, 
But Iman hasn't entered into your hearts. It's very important for us to open our minds so that our hearts can open to fill up with Iman. How many of us are actually interested in having our hearts purified to be filled up with Iman? Many of us must be practicing Islam but no Iman in the heart. See, this is what we're talking about. He says, shall I seek a Lord other than Allah while He is the Lord of all things? Shall I seek a Lord other than Allah? So in a few minutes remaining, I want to tell you that if you make an intention to experience security with Allah, because that's what the Quran tells us. This is not about what I do or what I don't do, how many times I do it, how many times I don't do it. If you want to know about Sharia, ask the Mufti. The Mufti knows about religious expertise, what to do, when to do it. The madrasas, when they go to study, they teach them a certain schooling and they teach them how to defend that schooling and they teach them what is the Sharia and how to do that. I'm talking about Iman, which is not taught there. I'm talking about how to open your hearts and worship Allah and understanding what the real worship of Allah is that we are not getting this information. I'm talking about that. That worship of Allah. Because how can I stand here and speak about this? The Quran says, for those who believe in Allah and have faith in Allah, Allah guides their hearts. I don't need anybody to guide my heart. No person. The Prophet wasn't self-important. I don't need anybody craving self-importance to guide my heart. I worship Allah and Allah guides my heart. There is none worthy of giving guidance. Only Allah gives guidance. So this is the guidance that I get and I'm sharing it with you. That the worship of Allah is when you surrender your sense of self, your sense of self-importance, your sense of specialness, your sense of specialness of the world. Your worship of Allah is a strong feeling that can only be experienced as you focus on Allah. It's an excessive focus, it's an exclusive attention. It's focusing in a way that you don't focus on anything and anybody. It's for Allah alone. That way of focusing, you know like with a camera, if you got a lens and you focus it, suddenly you focus it and now you can see clearly. And this is important in ibadat, in worship. We drop ourselves and we drop being lost in the created world. We start by recognizing that we, whatever we see and whatever we think about, our seeing of it, our thinking of it, what we use to think about it with or see about it is all part of a created world. We want to understand the distinction between the Creator and the created world. And we want to understand that the worship of Allah is focusing beyond the created world. See? Focusing, worshipping of Allah is realizing that this world is secondary, it's created, it's produced, and it has a producer. And we are not interested in anything while we worship Allah that is created except in the Creator. Can you take your attention beyond the created world? Can you realize all the things that you talk about and think about and you're 
talk, that which you, you know, you focus on it and you're thinking about your mind and your body, it's all part of a created world. Can you realize that it has a creator, your mind has a creator, your body has a creator, and we want to focus not from within the creation, on the creation, we want to recognize there is a creator. We drop everything. Ibadat is dropping everything for Allah. People tell me I'm lonely. I say you can only be lonely if you fail to worship Allah. People say I'm sad. I say you can only be sad if you fail to worship Allah. Because in the worship of Allah you drop your excitement, you drop your depression, you drop everything. There's nothing in the world to get excited about and depressed about. If you are getting disturbed by the world and distracted by the world, you can't worship Allah. You must be prepared to take your attention beyond the created world, beyond yourself and say I'm interested in being aware of Allah beyond. Allah is beyond. I'm interested in becoming aware. I am aware that all this is the created world, it is the made up world, but it has its maker that wasn't created. All this is a world that is produced, but it has a producer that was never produced. I am interested in focusing for this time of worship on nothing else but the producer, the creator, the source, the sustainer, the supporter and the satisfier. See, this is surrender. This is when your mind, you have to drop it, but I got this to do and I got, Allah is worthy of worship. Allah is worthy of dropping everything, including me and my interests and me and my problems and focusing on Allah. I choose to be aware of the creator. And which creator? Because a lot of people think there's different gods. Which god are we talking about? We are talking about the one unique and supreme. All great, all gracious, there is none like unto God. Beyond, Allah is beyond the created world. Allah is the creator of the created world. Beyond, unique and supreme. This is how the mu'min worships, unique, nothing like Allah. That Allah is. Nothing else exists because, except because Allah is. Everything exists only because Allah exists. I want to give you an analogy, a way of understanding. A torch. If you put a torch on, a light comes out. Is there a torch and a light? Is there a torch and a light? There's no torch and a light. Without the torch, there's no light. Allah is the one that really is the ever-living the benevolent, the beneficent, because of whom this world is. Without Allah, this world is not. There is only Allah. We are not really real. We are made up. We are created. But only Allah is not made up and real. There is only one. Do you understand? Ashadu Allah ilaha illallah. There is only one because of whom everything is. And I choose to focus on that one. I choose to focus on Allah and surrender and Allah is worthy of my attention. That one that is unique and supreme, I focus on and Allah is worthy of my attention. And I choose to be in awe of Allah. 
And I become aware of the nature of Allah. Open your mind. Open your heart. That your heart can be filled with Iman. And I choose to be among those who recognize that only Allah really exists. And thus only Allah is really worthy of praise. Allah is really worthy of worship. Allah is really worthy of awe. Allah is really worthy of trusting upon. Allah is worthy of thanking. That I am among those who acknowledge Allah. And surrender before Allah, experiencing awe for Allah. And I accept that only Allah really is and is worthy of praise. That Allah is and Allah is worthy of praise. And I praise Allah. And I pray that Allah opens my heart to recognize Him. And I pray that Allah opens my heart to experience His greatness and His graciousness. My time is up. Shukr alhamdulillah. All praise and glory is due to Allah Almighty. His choice is blessings upon the beloved Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.